thinking about right now What's that? that episode of the family guy where stewie is in bed in a sleazy motel and there's somebody in the other room it's like hey you guys got the stuff <laughs> it's like I, it's like well you guys got the money it's like well let us see the stuff it's like no you don't see the stuff until you let us see the money <laughs> So yes, this is this is B cast with Mike and Mal. Episode eight. Woohoo! Eighth episode. Oh. That was the that was the eighth episode song. And we just it's got finished eighth episode. watching we just watch the stuff. Yes, we just watched the stuff. Um you know you got thoughts? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I now I want to root beer float. You want to root beer float? Indeed. And it looked delicious. The whole time it just looked like whipped cream to me. It's it like, looks more like pudding, I think. Shaving cream. Shaving cream. Shaving cream. Well, you know, it was different every time they used it, because it was, it was definitely marshmallow fluff at one point. And then sometimes, when it was being really animated, it was like biscuit batter. Yeah. That's what I call the lady. Mmm, biscuit batter. <laughs> Um, so let's see what IMDb says about it. It gave it a 5.8. I'm going to give it a 9. <laughs> Is that an honest <laughs> honest appropriation of how much you enjoyed it? Well, remember how uh, in like one of the first few episodes where we said that B-movies kind of have their own scale? Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not rating it a 9 out of 10 with, like, Terminator 2 being a 10. Mm -hmm. I'm rating it a 9 out of 10 with, like, Army of Darkness being a 10. Fair enough. I mean, for all its flaws, the movie was actually pretty fun. Because there was stuff to make fun of everywhere. Like, hey, there's evil stuff coming after us. Let's get in this trough. It was kind of like the blob... But um, also kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. A little bit, yeah. I I don't like how it never explained anything. It did. What are you confused about? What am I confused about? Yeah. Um, it explained all the things. Not well, but all the things were explained. The things are not explained. Where does this stuff come from? It came from underground. That doesn't explain anything. What, what is it? A marshmallow fluff. <laughs> <laughs> We pissed off all the marshmallows, and this is what we get. They grow underground. They're not made from marshmallow trees. That's a lie. Kill hipsters. Look, they spelled Patrick O'Neill's name wrong. I know. Where's the freaking square? <laughs> Patrick O'Neill is spelled uh, with a square around it. Yes. yes. It is not right any other way. Well, more of a rectangle. I don't want people to get all... But squares have equal sides. True, true. But technically, all rectangles are square. No, all well, squares, squares are, are rectangles. rectangles. There you go. 
budget was a million dollars in seven, one <laughs> $1, million seven hundred thousand dollars estimated. Wow. 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 Really? I can't I mean, I don't know. That can't be true. <laughs> well, this estimated. They're like, we <laughs> It's like what? You thought we had a budget on the stuff? <laughs> we just shot stuff. <laughs> we spent most of it on shaving cream. Um, yeah, so so it, it it's a movie about it, it's the same premise more or less as the blob. It's a blob of stuff. They call it the stuff. It just starts bubbling up from the ground, and these two guys are like, "Taste this!" At the <laughs> beginning, and and I'm like, "Yeah, stuff bubbles up from the ground," and I'm like, "I'm gonna take a bite of it." Yeah, yeah. that's you know that's my first interaction. It looks delicious. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it becomes this like product that people are selling everywhere. It's like ice cream. There's the stuff restaurants, there's the stuff tubs everywhere, in supermarkets, and... Yeah, it's kind of like um, when you watch Ninja Turtles, and like the only thing in New York to eat is pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, the stuff will... <laughs> it controls your mind. Um, you know... I guess it's like a hive mind type of thing, and if you eat enough of it, you become, like, zombie stuff man. <laughs> this guy wrote a review on it and said, The stuff is a metaphor for drug smuggling and addictions, which is obvious, obviously evident from the ending, although it could be read as metaphorical of any kind of destructive addiction, really. It could also be held as a metaphor of uh, products liability and the links companies will go to rack up profits even in the face of defective products so yeah that was Pepper Ann on IMDB and Pepper Ann I'm going to have to call bullshit <laughs> I listen <laughs> Pepper uh, Ann from Orlando Florida yeah um, please like our podcast <laughs> please do please. <laughs> no I, I just I don't see a metaphor in that movie at all I I mean, maybe it is. I've always been of the notion, though, that people are always about, like, oh, it's a metaphor for this. I'm like, some dude just made a movie, and you had way too much time to think about it. That's what happened there. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Smith has said uh, in many a podcast and interview that, you know, people come up to him, it's like, oh, and was the, what about this metaphor? It's like, it's like, wow, it's cool that you found that, but I didn't write that. <laughs> I, I loved English class. I'm, uh, this is going to be kind of a tangent, but like I loved English class in high school because of the metaphors. Because I came to the realization that this class is a complete blow-off class. You read a book, and then you like you say anything that you can make up about it as a metaphor, and then you pass. That's right. It's like, I think this is a metaphor about how the Irish people... Struggled to get ahead in... Industrialized America. And they were held back by their potato addictions. Yes. Started by vampires. And the, and the movie's <laughs> called The Littles. Yeah. Or The Borrowers. So, yeah, but that's the premise. There's also a, a general who, I guess he was a pedophile? I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, like, he started, when they met up with the general, the guy, or, or there's this main character, let's get a name here. Mo Rutherford, the guy, because 
they call him Mo because when people give him something, he always wants Mo. Yeah, played by <laughs> Michael Mor- Moriarty. 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 Mo- <laughs> Moriarty. Um, he when he met the general, he's all like, "Yeah, I used to work for a guy named uh, oh, I don't know who the lead Oswald." Yeah. Uh, so he was saying he was from the FBI, and they like tapped his hotel room, and he had like an underage something or other. Like uh, that's the story I thought I heard. I could be completely mixing it up. The general is Paul Sorvino from Many Many Things. He's in Dick Tracy. <laughs> he was lips manless. We need to watch Dick Tracy. We should watch Dick Tracy. That would be good for the show. Yes. But yeah, this guy had his own army. He was a general. He just had his own house and he had an army. And those kids were like a lot of those soldiers looked like they were fifteen to me. <laughs> One of them looked like the kid from Ratatouille. <laughs> and and there's also there's this kid, his family. He saw the stuff moving in his fridge one night. That's kind of like near the beginning. And he trashes the supermarket full of the stuff. Oh yeah. And his family all gets you know taken over. Kid's name was Jason, played by Scott Bloom, who I'm pretty sure is uh in something else. We can list this guy's entire career. On two hands. He started on the stuff. Then there was the red herring short. He was in Who's the Boss for quite a six, f- six episodes. episodes. He uh, ex- was Jesse Nash. Jesse Nash. Then there's Exile, a TV movie. The Keys, a TV movie. Bandit, Bandit, Bandit Silver, Silver Angel, Angel TV, TV movie. movie. Pacific Blue for one episode. Don's Plum. That sounds like a porn. John Q. Whatever we do in Smokin' Aces as FBI agent number three. Oh my god, I remembered. I was looking <laughs> at the third one and I'm like, he looks so familiar. Oh my god, he played Seymour in a school play of Little Shop of Horrors. Nice. Neat. Little Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that sounds like we should watch. Yep. <laughs> I love that movie. Not the original. This can be the episode... Episode 8. The planning for future episodes episode. Yeah. So, the stuff. Ah, the stuff. Bad ending. I noticed that the kids... That the brothers were probably Mm -hmm. actually brothers. Because they both had really effed up eyes. Brian Bloom. Jason's brother. So, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. They they both had these very messed up looking eyes. Did Brian Bloom have a better career? Let's see. He's a voice actor. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of voices for video games, it looks like. Yeah. Oh, he's Captain America in um, the <clears throat> Avengers TV series. He's a voice actor. Proving once again that if you want to work, be a voice actor. Definitely. But, yeah, so the stuff, it was, it's, its entire existence to me was made clear by its showing up on Netflix but yeah, no, it, it's a it's a ge- decent movie. You know, it's fun to laugh at. I, I don't know, the ending's kind of bad. Yeah, the in- it was actually pretty pretty legit movie up mm-hmm. until the ending, because you have your your main character uh, who hooks up with the other main character mm-hmm. who is the boy uh, that ransacked this shopping center, and. Uh, you know, they team up and fight evil. Uh, you know, they expose the conspiracy. Uh, the main guy works for the FBI or worked for the FBI. Yeah. 
Um, you're not actually sure, because in the beginning he's all like, yeah, I'm going to screw over these guys that are all corporate and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and then like he was all like, oh, I'm going to buy this thing. So I thought he was just like Mr. Wall Street. Yeah, I don't know. The, he made it sound like what he was going to do is get like a job at the factory and figure out what the secret ingredient is. And then he does like detective work. He's asking everybody stuff, and it's not very like espionage It's like they kind of uh, changed his character role... To fit what they needed to move the story along. Yeah, I think so. You know, for those of you who are interested, there's some very, there's some pretty gnarly gore scenes, like from when the freaking the stuff comes out of people's mouths. They like their faces all scrunch up and like their mouths open way too big, and it's just this movie weird. was definitely racist. Very racist. There was only one black guy in the whole thing. His name was Chocolate Chip Charlie. <laughs> he was, and apparently he was a communist. Yeah, the general was like, I will let this colored man speak. But he better not be spreading his communist stuff all up on my radios. <laughs> and uh turns out, he was totally like a stuff monster. They called them stuffies. <laughs> they did call them stuffies. So I found something interesting out. Have you ever seen Valley Girl? No. Apparently, so it's a, actually a pretty decent movie, but apparently the woman who directed it, when they gave it to her, it was supposed, they didn't want to give it to her because she was like an actual artist and they were just trying to make it a summer titty movie <laughs> and so the only direction they gave her once they gave her the script is like you have to expose four breasts in this movie <laughs> and she's like and she did <laughs> that was like the only like uh, the, those were her rules to make it and then like she showed it to them and they're like you made a young movie <laughs> this was just to be for like, it's a summer beach movie or something. I found that very So funny. did she expose more than four breasts? No. She no. she apparently exposed three and a three-fourths breasts. Oh. Something. Well, I mean, I think pairs. I, I don't know. This was a... I haven't seen the movie in a while. You don't remember because every time you see boobs, you, your memory blanks out. It's like the flashy thing from Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there must have been boobs because I don't remember. Why do I have these lines on my face? <laughs> I've decided that the most cost-effective cosplay ever is somebody who has seen those things from Doctor Who, the things that you forget mm-hmm. that you see. So you just take a Sharpie and just color all over yourself. That, that works, yeah. But then you have to clean up off the sharp, all the Sharpie. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, it stays on there for a good three days. Like, for all of... Oh my god, he has a hammer! Why is there a toolbox in the garage with nothing but hammers? <laughs> <laughs> In case you want to get really hammered. <laughs> I go out there like, I need a hammer to put together this shelf. I, I look at them like, oh, what's this is a hammer? They're all hammers! All I know is that you walked in, you were smiling, and you had a hammer. I was not sure what was going to happen, but... <laughs> hammer, 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 hammer. It's nothing but hammers and a flashlight. <laughs> what, the flashlight? you see what you <laughs> Open up the flashlight, there's a hammer inside. <laughs> also, this week I was watching some shorts by Astron 6. Now, there's a short on here called Punch Out, which is about a guy who gets addicted to being punched in the face. Cool! Yep, yep. Um, and there's a one called The Cool Guys. I think I might have talked about that before, but. They, uh, there's these two dorks that go to the beach 
and they uh, they're like they're trying to reinvent themselves as cool guys. So they uh, they just go hang out on the beach with their uncle, and they try to pick up chicks, and then they try to save the the beach like refreshment stand from an evil corporation, and they kill a hooker. And that's pretty much the story. So uh, so this week. Um, Captain of the Woods came out. Oh yeah, did you convert Jeff? I did. I I made a, my roommate Jeff watch the movie, and I was I was pretty quick to say, look, I don't think I overhyped this, but I might have. So that's just all I'm saying. And then afterwards, I was like, so did I overhype it? And he's like, no, it's fucking amazing. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> nice. Um, so everybody who listens to this. Go see it. There's no excuse anymore. Go see Cabin in the Woods, even if you don't like horror movies. So, um, Walking Dead issue 102 is out. Nice. Um, it's very good. I was so, like, I was getting a little bit upset because uh, issue 100 was really, really intense. And then issue 101, you're just like, is everybody going to give up? You can't just give up. Mm -hmm. And then issue 102 came out. It's very secretive and sneaky. That's cool. But it brought my hope back. But it's going to be really, like, action-packed the next few books. I, I don't know how you go issue to issue. I read the trades, and at the end of every trade, I'm like, man, they just stopped there. But, like, when you read the issues, you have that, like, eight separate times. I know! <laughs> I know! It's so rough! I can't... I, and... I'm just like, ah. So every two weeks I'm just like, oh god, why? Why? <laughs> so I, I watched the trailer for, the four minute trailer for Walking Dead season three. Mm -hmm. And I am optimistic. You're optimistic. Yeah, I don't remember what happened in the trailer, but, but lots, of stuff, lots of stuff is going down. The governor is going to make an appearance this season. Mm -hmm. uh, Daryl's brother, Meryl, makes an appearance again, so he obviously did not die yeah. up on the roof. Um, so, lots of stuff's going to happen. Uh, Michonne. Michonne, She's going to be there. She's a badass character, too, so that'll be good. And maybe Carl will have some lines. 28 weeks later was pretty good. I liked it. I liked how... Um, okay, you know, in line, most of these disaster flicks, um, everyone's like, oh, I'm in it for myself, fuck you guys, mm -hmm. you're too slow, I'm gonna run, you're gonna get eaten. And, Excuse me. but in 28 weeks later, everybody tried to do the right thing. They're like, we're gonna help these kids get back to their mom, or we're gonna help these kids not die so much. Mm -hmm. And they fucked everything up. I could not get into 28 Weeks Later. I tried a couple different times. I loved 28 Days Later. I liked them both. But, yeah. But it wasn't so much a sequel of the characters as it was a sequel of the event. Right. And that was really cool, because it showed, like, something that they don't often do. There's an after, after effect of a zombie outbreak where they've got, like, a community that's completely non-zombie and... They're thriving and everything, and then, then there's this girl who's a carrier that comes in. And so she doesn't look like a zombie, but then she spreads it, and, you know. I saw Lawless, and that was really good. Lawless? Yeah, um, 
I wrote about it on the Ponder Couch. Ah. Um, and it was. It's got Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. And you know, I was I always thought his name was Shyla. It's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. But it's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, it means bless the beef. Does it really? I, I, <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, it is apparently fairly close to the terms for bless the beef in French. I don't know if it actually means bless the beef. That, um, mm-hmm. it was pretty awesome. Um, they, uh, there are three brothers, and they are running this bootlegging business, and they own their own bar and stuff out in the mountains in Virginia. And, like, the whole town has a, the whole town has a bunch of bootleggers. But then this deputy comes in, he's all, like, gangsterfied. Mm-hmm. And he tries to, like, uh, threaten all the bootleggers and be giving him a cut, or he's gonna, like, totally ruin their business. Um, since they're doing illegal stuff. Anyway, they can't go to the real police about it. Um, yeah. so, it's just got a really good antagonist, and it's just, it's pretty intense movie. I likened it to Legends of the Fall, but it's not nearly as long, or nearly as boring, nor nearly as intense. What it sounds like to me is, um, there's a TV show, I don't know if you've ever seen it, called Boardwalk Empire. I have not. Um, it started a couple years ago. It has Steve Buscemi playing a, uh, like, a mayor of this town during Prohibition times. I think it's like Atlantic City or something, and so he's playing a mayor, and so he's, like, all proper out front, but he's also kind of head of a crime family, almost, and he uh, he keeps he does the deals to keep the, the town in, you know, alcohol and stuff mm. while the prohibition's going on. And I have always been a humongous Steve Buscemi fan. I, I think he's an amazing actor. Um, I watched a decent part of the first season, and I kind of stopped, but it's still going on. And it is a good show, at least from the stuff that I saw. Hmm. Have to check it out. So check out Lawless. Um, it's definitely not a movie for everybody, because um, you know not everybody likes movies that have plot, plot <laughs> drama. Or if you're like me, it's not an action flick, but there are gunfights. Or if you're like me and you despise Shia LaBeouf. It's Shia LaBeouf. You know what though? He I despised him in like a lot of things, but he doesn't do that thing. Well, it's not about him. First of all, he's mm-hmm. just one of the three brothers, and it doesn't really center around him. Okay. Much. Um, the other one of the other brothers is like Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. and it's mostly about him. But he doesn't do that thing where he talks a lot and tries to make a point, but doesn't really say anything, <laughs> which is really annoying. And he had to do that in Transformers all the time. Yeah. Um, he was really good in Holes. He's actually a really good actor. I know. Um, but he just picks terrible roles. I'm just an old man, and I want his, that young whippersnapper to get off my my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn, Shia! I cannot <laughs> wait to be an old person yelling at people to get off my lawn. You can start today. Pretty much. All, you all have I need to, is a hey, lawn. sign a waiver. I'm not signing waivers. What is it with people trying to get me signed waivers <laughs> on this podcast? I've been watching Once Upon a Time. Yeah? It's pretty good. I've never heard of it. Um, it's on ABC. It's got the chick from House, the one who played Cameron. She's like the main character, but it's about Snow White's wicked stepmother put a curse on everybody. So now they're stuck in Maine, and there's no magic, and nobody remembers who they are. 
um, from Fairy Tale Land. Wow. Um, but it's pretty cool because, like, since nobody remembers who they are, like, for real, um, but they're all, like, reliving out their roles that they were in fairy tales. Like, Cinderella is a maid. Okay. And uh, Red Riding Hood works in a diner delivering goodies. She's a waitress. <laughs> nice. And, um, and, like, you find out later on that, like, the Wicked Queen is totally privy to the whole thing that's going on. Because she hasn't lost her memory. She knows what's going on. And she's just trying to keep Snow White and Prince Charming apart, like, at all costs. She's like murders on Snow White. She's like getting Snow White fired, and uh, and she's trying. She just tries to ruin everybody's life. Like she'll strike a deal with somebody and be like, "Oh yeah, I'll totally make sure that your kids are okay." And then everybody's fucked in the end. So that sounds really kind of cool. Um. So, anyways, Carmen comes in and she like ends up being the sheriff of this tiny little town where only 50 people live and nobody mm-hmm. ever visits. And <laughs> um, she's trying to get her son back because the wicked mayor of the town is like a sociopath and just mm-hmm. fucking everybody's life up. And the kid totally believes that everybody is a fairy tale because he's got this book and he's like, wow, Snow White totally looks like my fifth grade teacher. What's up with that? And... Um, so, I don't know, it's really cool. I like the And they tell non-traditional fairy tales. Okay. It's very neat. So it's got the, the version of Cinderella where the stepsisters cut their heels off to fit into the shoes? No, see, that, that's actually traditional. Okay. Um, they, they have, like, the story of Jiminy Cricket and how he became a cricket. Mm. And um, they've got, like... You know how, like, Rumpelstiltskin's only in one fairy tale. Yeah. Rumpled Silskin. Well, he, he's got, like, a whole background story, and he's, like, the guy that, you know, that everybody, that all the other fairy tales strike a deal with to get what they want. So, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the fairy godmother didn't meet with Cinderella. She met with him. And, uh, you know, just other stuff. But it's pretty cool. So Rumpled Silskin's the the pusher of fairy tale world. Yes, he's the pusher of fairy tale world. Uh, you strike a deal with him, and he has never gone back on a deal. Yeah, he's like, I can get you the stuff. Yeah, I can get you the stuff, but you'll have to give me your baby. <laughs> it's like, what is it with you and the babies? Like they're really yeah. tender. So like, but in like the real, in like the main world, mm-hmm. uh, he's like a pawn, de- a pawn dealer, and. Uh, like a banker and he owns like all the property in the whole town and he's like really crafty and like striking deals with people and raising mm-hmm. people's rent and being evil so is this at all like Ellen Enchanted not Ellen Enchanted just Enchanted I don't think I've seen that well um not quite a B movie but it's uh that one where uh it starts out as a uh like kind of like a Disney type movie and then the characters fall through a like a hole, and they go to like an actual live action world. And it's got Amy Adams as a Disney princess, pretty much. Oh, um, and Jane Marston. No, because um, like in that movie, like they were still the characters they were. In this movie, they have taken on er, in this show they've taken on like completely different right, identities. Right. Okay, so because yeah, they they did remember who they were. That's right. 
does sound pretty cool. Was that the... You should check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I, I saw that you had something that was once up there. Yeah, so. once upon a time. <laughs> Tiny love upon a time. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of B-movies this week because I went and saw no effects. And I played a lot of Borderlands. Did you uh, like Billy's concert? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I went and saw Mr. Clip and the Pink Cigarettes last night. Along with a, a group called Dolly Rocker Ragdoll. They do kind of like jazz, not not jazz, blues type music. Like, um, you ever see uh, Black Snake Moan? Yes. Like, kind of stuff like Samuel L. Jackson was playing. Ah, yes. I picked up their CD. They're pretty cool. Um, and there's another band, I didn't, another band I didn't care for, and I didn't stay for the last band, because I'm old, and when it hits 1 a.m., I'm like, I want to go home and not be at a concert venue bar anymore. Yeah, so check out our Facebook page, um... And a lot of times we'll put up questions uh, so you can suggest things for us to review or to talk about. Um, or you can send us letters or you could be like, I completely disagree with your crap. You guys are hacks. But, yeah. Um, it's called uh, Bcast with Mike and Malaria. That is the page. Mm. It's an entertainer page. Yeah, it's uh, we we post the stuff from our podcast here. We we've had a poll about things we can talk about, and I think I like the idea of having even more polls eventually. Yeah. Just kind of like stuff like, "Ooh, what's your favorite B movie or whatever?" Yeah. Um. So I'm. Um, yeah, it's a nice place to be. Kyle's back, and he doesn't have a hammer. <laughs> Is it time? Is it safe? <laughs> Is it hammer time? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> hammer time. Kyle is here on the podcast and not yelling at us through a wall. Hooray! I can change this. <laughs> <laughs> so if we need more participation, go check out our pages. Yes, please do. Uh, we love doing this, and we'd love to hear from you. So that's it for Bcast this week. Next week, we will review... Um, something else. 